Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to Owning It, the Anxiety podcast with me, your host and author of the books on which this series is based, Caroline Foran. I hope you guys are well, well, as well as can be, and thank you so much to those of you who've become subscribers over on Patreon. It is just so appreciated that people support the podcast with a few quid, even just the price of a coffee, because it means I'm able to keep it going and hopefully keep offering helpful insights that make a real difference to your life. So if you too are listening and would like to tip the podcast, no pressure, but if you'd like to, please go to patreon.com forward slash Caroline Foran. I will keep, of course, making the podcast free to listen to. Now this week I want to talk about something a little bit more tangible and more practical, so the anxiety that we're experiencing as we work from home. Last week LinkedIn shared some interesting research around the challenges we're facing as we try to adapt to this whole working from home idea. There's a lot of anxiety relating to working from home in these particular circumstances, mostly because we were thrust into it without having had any real choice in the matter. And lots of people are juggling working from home with childcare and homeschooling, which I can only imagine is just near impossible. And then for the rest of us, we have the lack of boundaries between home and work life, the financial anxiety, the worry that we might not have jobs to go back to after all of this, the pressure we feel to be available at all hours of the day in case our bosses think that we're you know, maybe not that necessary after all. And if you're just starting out in your career, you might be anxious about there being a big, God knows how long, a pause button hanging over your progress. And each day we're not just doing our job, if we're lucky enough to even have a job, we're fighting to hold on to our job and that's not something you can just respond to by saying, don't worry about it or go for a walk. These are real genuine concerns that give rise to the very real physical and emotional symptoms of anxiety. It's the same with the pandemic in general or the worry about getting the virus or our loved ones getting it or the very real ways in which it can or already has impacted our lives. So it's a lot in mix. Unfortunately, there's not an awful lot we can do to change this right now. And I wish I had better news to tell you. A lot of it is out of our individual hands and we can't do something to really ensure the security of our work and thus ensure our income. We can't know when we will come out of this or what things will look like when we do. People keep asking me, how do we adapt to a new normal? I don't fucking know yet because we don't know what it is and none of us do. 
But what we can do, on one hand, is surrender to that which we cannot control. And on the other hand, we can really lean into that which we can control. So while the pandemic in general is largely out of our hands, and you know we're gripped, I'm certainly gripped to the news headlines every day about where it's all going and hoping for some answers, our well-being at an individual level is not out of our hands. We can control how we react to what's going on. We can control how we work from home to a certain extent, and we can put in place a couple of things that look, won't be life-changing, but might make your life a little bit easier right now and contribute towards our goal with this podcast, which has always been and always will be to bring down that physical stress response and ease those symptoms of anxiety. So first, let's look at some of the stats around the anxieties we're facing, and then we can look at some workarounds and some helpful solutions. So to get a sense of how we're coping as we've adjusted to working from home, LinkedIn here in Ireland recently commissioned research involving 2,000 workers, all of whom are currently working from home or trying their best to. And here is some of what they observed. So over half of respondents, which is 56%, said that they felt more anxious or stressed out about work than they did before the lockdown. Now, I'm not at all surprised by this. And in fact, I thought it might have been a higher percentage there's very few industries I can think of that are sleeping soundly right now about their pandemic-proof longevity, you know, because we're all facing the unknown. Another insight said that workers are doing the equivalent of one extra week per month in overtime, which again, I understand and would blame on the pressure we feel to prove our value and our worth to our employers. One in five of us are working one to two extra hours per day, with one in ten working an extra four hours a day. That's just, like, that's so much. That's just really majorly eating into your personal life, and of course, that's going to impact on your mental health. 40% of people miss colleagues, one-fifth feel lonely. And of course, like, again, that makes sense. Work isn't just about earning money. It's a very social thing. Now, this isn't an, it's not an anxiety that I have um, felt myself work-wise as I've been working from home for a few years now. But I think the lack of face-to-face connection, even if it's just a couple of coffee meetings per week, has really made me feel very isolated. Um, more than 36.45% said that the lockdown has affected their ability to focus and 27.4% said that they have found themselves being easily distracted by their home environment. Again, as I said earlier, I think a lot of the reason for this is that people have been forced into this situation or this scenario without having made a choice about it and without having allowed for some time for themselves to adapt. And it honestly took me so long to find my groove and find my focus and learn new ways of working that didn't make me feel anxious about how much or how little I was doing. Um, But of course, people don't have that luxury right now. 41% worry that they won't have a job post-lockdown. That's terrifying. 4 in 10 said they felt under pressure to answer emails and calls quicker than usual or be visible online while they're remote working. 12% expressed concerns that they will be judged as having performed poorly during lockdown. Now, it sounds pretty bleak overall, but there are some upsides too that are worth pointing out. And and I've definitely felt these upsides myself. People are realising that they can work, work remotely and they want to continue working in a more flexible way going forward. And if we can achieve that, it will only have a positive impact on our mental health. And so many of my friends who are lucky enough to work for companies that are, you know, starting to realize that are, are saying to me, you know, there's no way I'm going to go back to five days a week. I'm going to try and make this make this suit me. And that's going to be a really positive thing. And um, we obviously have no commute and we are finding that our relationships are improving, generally speaking, and we have more time with family and loved ones at home. We have instant access to the outdoors for our breaks and our exercise and I don't know about where you are, but in Ireland, we have just been blessed with the weather. I think it's almost like the gods are like, okay, they're having enough of a shit time. Let's just make it sunny. And we have the comforts of home there at our disposal if we can make them work for us without causing too much distraction. And one thing that I really think has come out of this is that we're realizing the fact that we are all vulnerable in this. Whether we're at intern level or we're CEO, 
or whether we're starting out or we're at the top of our game, none of us really know how to navigate through this. And when we allow for that humanity and we vocalize the fact that we're struggling, we do really break down barriers and we allow for far better connections, far more authentic and meaningful relationships, and even more so at work. When we stop seeing vulnerability as weakness, which I'm always banging on about, and we start taking a more compassionate approach as we try to help not just ourselves, but each other too, it will be much easier to live with anxiety because it will be far more socially acceptable to have an off day. And we're having lots of off days right now. When it comes to the challenges we're facing, as I said, I'm not just going to say, you know, don't worry about it, keep your chin up, or it could be worse. You know by now that that's just absolutely useless advice and you know, you don't need to not feel anxious about all of these things and you don't need to try and make it go away or just to feel fine about it. You also don't need to be thriving or excelling in any way. You just need to cope. And of course you'll worry. These are worrying times. So if anyone tells you not to worry, please tell them I said to just fuck right off. Your feelings are valid. That being said, beyond my usual advice around, you know, breathing exercises and easing off the caffeine and the stimulants or taking time to write down your concerns... There are some simple workarounds or shifts in approach, you might say, that can make our experience of working from home in particular a little bit easier right now. Specifically, there are three keywords that I want to draw your attention to. Boundaries is one, flexibility is another, and communication is the third. And each of these will empower you to work better from home and hopefully reduce the anxiety that working from home might currently be causing you. So the first one is boundaries. And what I'm suggesting is that we create physical boundaries at home and compromise with others with whom we live who are also working from home. So look, there's no two ways about it. Unless you live alone in a beautiful apartment with no distractions, life gets in the way of work when we work at home. Your food shop delivery arrives and needs to be refrigerated. The dog needs to be let out just as you hop on a Zoom call. If you have kids, well, obviously there could be a number of interruptions throughout the day. And there are some things that we can't avoid and we have to allow for. But don't forget the disruptions that come your way in the office too. Being interrupted to answer a question from a co-worker happens all the time. Stopping for yet another round of happy birthday in the office kitchen. Having countless meetings that were never really necessary in the first place. We always think that we are more productive in work than at home. But when I made the switch to working from home, I learned very, very quickly how much I can achieve in a lot less time than I would have thought it would take in an office. And this is because when I sit down to work now, the distractions are arguably fewer than in a room full of 100 people. Creating physical boundaries is also key. And despite what you might think, it is doable at home. It gives you the best chance of focus, but it takes some time to get used to. So a lot of the time I will leave my phone in another room and this, as small as it sounds, that's a boundary you've just created. This is to avoid picking it up and scrolling on social media, which we, you know, can lose hours to. And if you're worried that you'll miss a call, look, most of the time people email in advance to schedule a work call or they'll send a text asking if you're free and you can set up your text to appear on your computer or you can have your calls connected to your computer. And if you do miss a call, you know, if it's really that important, they will either call back or follow up with an email. And if you can't be away from your phone, set time limits to social media apps and just kind of get a bit tough on yourself with this. So turn off all non-important notifications and mute your WhatsApp groups. Nothing in a WhatsApp group, unless it's one that is coming from your boss, is important during your working time. It's also wise, if you haven't already done so, to create a working zone, which you can physically walk away from when you're no longer in work mode. Now, being completely honest with you, I have been known to write some of my best work while lying in bed, but it's not the smartest way to function for your mental health if you're at home all day long for what is currently a very long period of time. And so sometimes I would have done that and then I would have gone out to town for a couple of hours. So, you know, I would have had a good balance, but it's really important now to switch into work mode and then switch back into living mode. 
You don't need to have a separate home office. You just need to designate a space that is for working and working only. So that could be a corner with a desk and a spare room. It could be one end of the dining table where you won't also be sat for dinner. A dressing table that can be repurposed as a workstation for the time being. Ideally, you'll also find a place that has a bit of natural light as opposed to a dark room or where you're facing into a dark corner or dark wall. And this might sound really trivial, but if you invest in a nice house plant or two to surround your workspace with, the combination of the bright light and the greenery will have a very calming effect on your mind as you work. And of course, try to maintain that space as a clutter-free space. But what's also important within boundaries is communication with others, especially those in your household. So right now, both my husband and I are working from home. Um, both of us are having to jump on calls. For me, it's often, you know, an entire hour dedicated to a podcast recording where interruptions just cannot happen. And we communicate with each other to say, look, I have an important call at one. Can you take over the front door watch? If there's a delivery, can you get it? If the dog needs to go out for a week, can you make sure that he's okay? Likewise, he will let me know when he is out of bounds. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It doesn't always work out that we can work around each other really, really, you know, seamlessly. But when you make an effort to do so, the stress of interruptions becomes something that you can handle a little bit better. And it also helps us to keep from getting really ratty with each other or feeling as though one person's work is more important than the other. And boundaries like this, which you think about in advance, will make you feel more in control. And that's the goal, because when we feel more in control, we feel less anxious. The next thing is to consider what's known as work-life blending as opposed to work-life balance. So here I'm talking about flexibility. I've worked from home for a number of years now and one of the first things I learned was that the same eight or nine hour ritual that worked in an office may not translate at home. Especially right now for those of you who have kids at home too. It's just, it's too rigid and it creates more headaches than it's worth. You've had a few weeks by now to adjust. So can you assess what's working for you and what's not in terms of your flexibility or the rigidity of your day? Decide how best to structure your day to suit you. And then, this is the hard part, but initiate a conversation with your boss that allows you to trial and hopefully achieve a routine that makes sense for both of you. It might mean shifting morning hours earlier and afternoon hours later. It might, for a lot of people, I know they're taking bigger gaps during the day. 
to, to go out for walks, to prepare lunch. And they're more available online in the evening because they have they've nowhere else to go. They, they can afford to do that and it doesn't really impinge on their social life. You can't really think about the perfect situation. You have to think about the most workable, ideal solution given the circumstances. And when you work from home, the work-life balance and when we're outside of a pandemic may not be achievable as there's, you know, obviously less clarity between the two, but work-life blending is something to consider. So it's a softer, more flexible approach that can be really effective. And it's an idea that was first put forward to me by a woman named Wendy Murphy, who I have to credit, uh, who I interviewed years ago. And it just really stuck with me. And she is a global director and um, a very senior in LinkedIn. And this really helps my work anxiety and the pressure to be visible for a certain number of hours. So I understand that some of you may be expected to work a certain number of set hours per day. But if your employer will allow it, try to shift your focus towards your to-do list as opposed to time spent working. So as a freelancer, and I find this just game-changing, I always look at output. So what do I have to actually get done today? What am I being judged on getting done or handing over as opposed to how long should I spend working that day? Some days this might mean eight hours of work. Other days that might mean two really effective hours of clearing through my to-do list and being vaguely available on email for anything that pops up and the flexibility to jump back in if there's a need to do so. And then having the freedom to divert my attention elsewhere. Honestly, a good employer will be more concerned with your output, or they should be, your ability to achieve what you need to achieve to fulfill your job as opposed to the time it takes to do so. And they might just be in the process of realizing that this is a much better way to work that keeps them getting the goods they need from you and it keeps you from just losing the plot trying to keep all the plates spinning. And if you're finding this, t- this tough, just broach the topic with them. Sometimes we forget that employers are human too and they're trying to make it work as well. They're as vulnerable as we are in this whole context of the pandemic. So approach them with a workable solution or a suggestion as opposed to a problem and see if they'll work with you on it ultimately if you come to them with a solution you're making their life easier too and that's always going to be welcome. This pandemic is absolutely proving to employers and companies in certain categories that we can work from home in a more flexible manner. So now is the time to prove that you can do your best at the same time as achieving the flexibility that makes your life a little bit easier. Use this to your advantage and it will work for you in the future. This is one of the definite upsides to the widespread move to working from home. But something you might be wondering is can boundaries and flexibilities really go together? Well, absolutely. When you're in work mode, you activate your boundaries. When you aren't, you take them down. It takes a while to get used to it, but you learn to lean in and out of your workflow, perhaps with several working slots in the day as opposed to one massive chunk, which is broken up by one hour break. But it requires a trust and a respect between employer and employee, and also requires a trust in your own ability to decide when it's work time and when it's not. You have to be confident in the idea that when you're working from home, you kind of become your own boss to a certain extent. You don't have someone watching over you to the same degree you would have had in an office. So you need to start trusting your instincts better and believing that you know what works best. And for that to work, it brings me to my third point, which is to prioritize effective communication over constant communication. I think in the first few weeks of the lockdown, constant communication was the go-to and that was just driving people bananas. So if you're worried about appearing to your boss that you're always available or afraid to switch off in case they question the need for your role, there are other things you can do. And effective communication is key. And emphasis is on the word effective here. So it doesn't need to be constant to be effective. It doesn't need to be all day long. When I work with clients on a project, which is like having several bosses at one time, I make such an effort to keep my email communication super clear, informing them of my plan, so how I propose working on the project, what they can expect and when, what my focus will be for the day of the week, what my focus will be for the rest of the week. And the language you use matters too. 
don't be afraid to show confidence and assert yourself. So for example, at the end of each day, when you feel that you've achieved what you need to achieve and it's time to switch off, you could just send a quick email to your boss saying, okay, signing off for now for today, but you know where I am. If there's an urgent issue, this is what I got through today. This is what I plan to tackle tomorrow. These are the things that are currently in the works and let me know when suits to catch up on X, Y, and Z or something to that effect. One email at the end of the day, you're showing that you respect your own time and theirs. You're not asking if it's okay to have a private life. You're establishing that it's given and not up for debate, but you're also showing that you are very much on top of your work and you have it all in hand, meaning your boss can relax a bit knowing they don't need to micromanage you. You're showing that you can take responsibility for your own work, which is always good and impressive. And you're showing your reliability by saying, look, if there is an issue, you're there, but you're saying it in such a way that also suggests that you won't be making a habit of working into the wee hours. So they are some of my tips, okay? They're not exactly reinventing the wheel, but they're small and effective and they put you in the driving seat. These are things that hopefully you can put into practice along with the mindset that we've been working on throughout this series that allows for you to feel what you're feeling right now without pressuring yourself to be just fine. And when you take some time to implement these practicalities and then you take a couple of minutes, and I mean mere minutes out to do some breathing exercises each day, you will already have impacted the anxiety you feel in a positive way. And I promise you that. Thank you so much for listening to this short episode. I hope you found it helpful. Let me know how you get on. Take care. And don't forget to buy the books, Owning It or The Confidence Kit, if you like what you're hearing. Um, But for those of you in the US, remember, they are called Own It and You Got This over there, which I know is really bloody confusing, but that was out of my hands. Have a good week and I will be back very soon. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The easiest way to access Owning It Real Time is to head to the link in the episode description or episode details, whatever you call them, show notes. You will find the link in there at the top. 
you can sign up right away for Owning It Real Time and access a full library of 10 situation-specific audio guides that will help you own your anxiety even more than you've ever done before.